Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. I want to welcome you to another episode of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. We have a great interview lined up for you. I'm sure you don't want to miss. I want to encourage you before we move towards our sponsor to please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast, Adventures in the Spirit. I hope it's encouraging you. I hope it's edifying you. I hope it's equipping and empower you to move out in your adventure with the Holy Spirit. Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him today. Hey guys, I'm so excited that you are part of Adventures in Prophecy today. I'm your host, Jerry Lasky. We've got a great episode coming up for you. If you're tuning in anywhere and everywhere, please feel free to comment below. I'm excited what the Holy Spirit has for us today. This is episode eight of Adventures in Prophecy. It's two podcasters coming together. I've got a special guest today, Caleb hires. He's an author. He's a public speaker. He's a worship leader. He's a missionary with a deep passion to see every worshiper of God believe and express the finished work of Christ. He's the senior leader of the Resting Place Tampa, Florida with an all-out reliance on the voice of God. Please feel free to welcome Mr. Caleb Hires to today's Adventures in Prophecy. Welcome, Caleb. How's it going, man? Going great. Thank you so much for having me, Jared. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's my pleasure. You and I both have podcasts on a Charisma Podcast Network, and things are going well there. And and I was like, I've been listening in for your ministry, seeing what God is doing. So I'm excited that we're coming together because this is a live stream, Adventures in Prophecy, but I'm going to release it on an episode of Adventures in the Spirit. So yeah, that way people could watch now, watch later, even listen in later. But um, Caleb, I would love to know how you came to know Jesus. Yeah, man, I I would love to share it. It's a funny, it's kind of funny story. Um, God often does things in weird ways with me, I guess. Uh, but you know, I grew up in a beautiful Christian home. Both my parents believers, they loved the Lord with all their heart. Uh, grew up in a denomination that didn't really um have many adventures in prophecy. We'll say it that way. But uh, we, you know, we're faithful. We we're we we're in love with Jesus. We were following the Word of God, studying the Word of God, all of that. And uh, when I was eight years old, there was a an evangelist that came to my church on a Friday night, and it was actually Jared, a magician evangelist. Um, they were like doing magic tricks and card tricks, and some people like, like you know, the devil. But it was just I don't know. Apparently, innocent or God used it. I don't know. It's kind of funny, but he did all these illusions, and then he confessed to everybody in the room and said, "Hey." Everything I've done today was a trick. It was all a trick. But 2,000 years ago, a man really died and really rose from the grave, and it wasn't a trick. And he just shared the gospel of Jesus Christ and 
little eight-year-old Caleb was like, I have to respond. Like, if this is true that God thinks I'm to die for, I have to get up out of my chair. And I, I went down the aisle. I prayed with the pastor. I still have on my bookshelf over there my little New Testament Bible that they gave me. And I put my name and the date in the back of it. And that was how I gave my life to Jesus. And then I, you know, grew up in church, became a worship leader. Uh, I've led worship for the past 15 years. Now I'm leading my own church. And it's been a wild ride since then. But that's how it happened. A magician evangelist. I mean, <laughs> I love you it. Know. I love it. I used to be a youth pastor for about 15 years ah. uh, and started a church at 19. And um, you, you name it, we did it. Good, bad, ugly. Yeah. But I came to Jesus through a divine encounter, ending up in the hospital. I can't go into the whole story now, but I felt the Holy Spirit for the first time in my life. Uh, while recuperating in the hospital. But I had one of those pocket New Testaments, the Gideon pocket mm -hmm. New Testament. That's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I remember opening those pages and getting excited, having my spirit soaring wow. because the words of the scripture are true. They are life. Yes. And yeah. So, That's man, so cool. oh, I love it. What are some of the ways that God speaks to you? Yeah, I I was just talking to um, the leader of our prophetic company here at the resting place, my church. She heads up all our prophetic workshops and everything like that. Everything like that. And I um just kind of come to a realization, even in the past uh, few months, that the main way God speaks to me is through impressions, like inner knowings. Like I just have a feeling. I just know this is right. I can't even explain it. I have to do something, and then it always works out. You know, and it it was. At the hindsight, it's like, that was God, you know, but it's a little sketchy at the front end because you just have a feeling like they're like, well, how do you know? Did you get a word from the Lord? And I'm like, uh, I think I have an impression from the Lord, you know? And so I, I move on that and I found a way to discern it, uh, just through, through risk through trial and error, you know, sometimes very rarely will I hear like a word or an inner audible voice. There's been a couple of times where that's happened and they've been marking times. But more regularly, I will just have insight, impressions. I'll just have that feeling, that gut feeling. Some people in the world might call it an instinct, you know, and I move on it and it turns out to be when I, when it's God, it, it's good, you know. And so that's that's one of the main ways he speaks to me, I, I've found. Amen. So when you re receive an impression, say you're doing a, a service and you mm -hmm. receive an impression, how do you take that risk or how do you navigate speaking out that impression? That's a great question. I think, um, like I said, through trial and error, like I feel like God is saying somebody here needs hope, or I feel like God is saying somebody here really needs to know that the Lord's not mad at him. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. I say that all the time, but I'm just giving an example. Like I just feel like, and I, for me, it helps me to submit it to people, not be like, thus saith the Lord. You know, for me, just for me, I'm not upset when people do that. I've done that a couple of times. It was scary all three times, you know, but I, I just have an impression and I, I submit it. I say, you know what? I'm feeling this from the Lord. Does this make any sense to you? You know, that's how I kind of go about that. It's very, very much a submission and not a dictation type thing. And it's just one way it happens. I love that. I mean, we were to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit be open for him to speak to us in one way or then another. But yeah, you know, um, sometimes I do, you know, we've got side hustles, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. sometimes I've done a ride share, but I love to hear the Holy Spirit. Come on. And I love to, you know, like be like stepping out in faith to someone and saying, Hey, do you happen to 
you know, and, and oftentimes they understand what's going on. They pick up the spirit. They, they pick it up. A while ago, I'd picked up someone and it, it went pretty heavy. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, you have, you had two kids, but I see, if you don't mind my asking, and I hope this isn't too personal. I was like, I see one that is, is no longer here. Mm. He looks at me and he's like, you're a prophet. Mm. I, was, I was like, Hey, I just, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And he loves you. And he's like, actually last week, my wife miscarried, oh. but we had a 20 minute ride and right. he, he left encouraged. He left, you know, blessed and, and also knowing because the Holy spirit highlighted, Hey, you will see your, your baby girl, you know, in paradise. Yeah. Come on. Paradise. Wow. So it has to be in love. It has to be in surrender. So. Absolutely. All of the gifts flow from love. If you don't have love, please don't represent the Lord. Don't speak on the, the behalf of the Lord of love, the God who is love without love in your heart. You know, so that's one of the other things uh, to your question. I really look for compassion to rise in my heart. Like I really look for love, like especially, you know, I've been around, you know, a lot of different streams and everything. Some some people are into like laying on hands and falling out in the spirit and some people aren't and things like that. And I've been in streams where that is not really their thing, but because so much love was rising in my heart for someone, I did lay hands on them and they did, you know, experience the the weighty presence of God and they fell over. I helped them sit into a chair, you know, and just because the love in my heart was so real for them, they weren't offended. The people around weren't offended. Everyone could feel it was sincere. I think that love has to be the root of everything we do. Otherwise, we're just using the power of God for our own means. or And that's possible because there are those that Jesus will say, depart from me, I never knew you, even though you cast out demons in my name, things like that. So we have to be centered in and rooted in love. I want a love revolution. I'm not a theologian. I'm a loveologian. I God is love. I want to know the person of love. I don't want to know stuff. I want to know him. And so I love that, that you pointed that out. It has to be there, rooted in love. I so, love yeah. it. Yes, it does. Surrendered, rooted in love, the fruit of the spirit, because the fruit of the spirit is on. one fruit. It's one fruit, and it's love. And That's all right. the other attributes flow out of that. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we prophesy, we need to be rooted in love, the fruit of the spirit. Please. Glorifying Jesus, surrendered to the Holy Spirit. But like you said, we need to know him more. Come on. Yeah, that, that, I love that, man. What role did the prophetic ministry have in your call into ministry? Yeah, uh, these are great questions. I'm glad you're asking these kind of things. I love, I need to tune into a little bit more of your podcast. I checked you out a little bit, but I need to like sit and listen because these are great questions. Uh, I actually, off of my normal way, I do have sometimes intense visions and sometimes a dream or something, but those are all sometimes the the every every day every other day is the impression but so the regular is the impression but when i was at a very charismatic very holy spirit led uh worship service one night here in town in tampa florida my hometown i love it i'm third generation tampa native i'll die here i love this place um i was in worship and i was immediately like just caught up in something and i actually went into a fetal position under the chair and it just kind of all happened. I wasn't, no, I was with no one. I was in the back row. Nothing else was happening except worship. And I went into an open vision where I saw a bride leaving a bedchamber into a dark hallway and then walking in and out seven times. And the seventh time she fell and 
she had her eyes closed the entire time walking in the hallway because it was pitch black and she was afraid of the dark. So she closed her eyes and left the room and into the hallway. But when she fell, um, she was caught at the bottom. I'm making a very long story short, but it was a very, it was a, I, I guess you would call it an open vision. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Love so it. The, there was a lot of light in the room. And then the, the hallway was pitch black. So she got to the door and freaked out and closed her eyes and walked into the hallway. And then um, she would get hurt, a bump her elbow or something, then go back in the room. And then she would go out again and get hurt and go back in the room where the light was. And then the seventh time she went out, and again, I grew up with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. So all this was my first vision. This was very weird for me. Um, and the seventh time she went out, she fell and it was a fatal fatal fall. Like she was going to, she's going to hit her head. She couldn't get her hands up in time. She was, it was a really bad fall. And because she um, fell so hard, she get her hands up. She stopped right before she hit the ground. Something stopped her. And she had such a jolt that she opened her eyes. And there was Jesus who caught her before she hit the ground. And here's the crazy part. The whole hallway was filled with light because light was emanating from him. And she had no idea she was walking in the light because her eyes were closed out of fear of the darkness. And the Lord spoke to me. This was one of the few times I had an audible voice speak to me. And the Lord said to me, Caleb, I have a closed eyed bride walking with the light. Open her eyes. And so that, I believe, was a calling from the Lord. That was a, a powerful moment where I'm like, okay, I didn't understand it right away. But now I've come to understand it. That the Lord was saying. It's time to open the eyes of the bride. And I believe the only veil on the bride of Christ is her eyelids. We just need to open our eyes. The veil's been torn. We have a face-to-face -face relationship with the Lord Almighty. We're called into intimacy with Him. And so any separation, any veiling, I know we see as in a glass dimly. I understand that. I'm saying when it comes to intimacy with God, when it comes to walking into dark places and bringing the light, there is no separation. We have a closed-eyed bride walking with the light, and we have to open our eyes. And I believe that podcasts like this and Ventures of Prophecy is doing that. That's why I love being a part of this. Uh, my church is endeavoring to do that, not just through the prophetic, but through the love of God, through telling people who they are, identity message, everything that goes with that too. So you're, you're absolutely right. And the identity message, people need to know that they are sons and daughters of God. Come they, on. They walk in authority, they walk in dominion, but it's all rooted and established in love and intimacy with Jesus. That's right. So you have a podcast Yep. The Faith Rest Life. That's right. And the name of your church is the, the Resting Place Tampa. Yes, sir. It's apparent that you have a revelation of rest. So can you explain to our viewers or our listeners, especially like during these times and yeah. circumstances that we're in, how that applies now? Absolutely. Because the whole world, as you know, is like on this pseudo forced Sabbath, right? <laughs> Staying home. Uh, rest, all this, you know, like you don't go out, don't go anywhere. All this. So there's like this external pressure to, to sit still. And the revelation of rest I have is, is first, first and foremost, it's not an option. It's a command that God commands you to rest. The first day of humankind was in rest. Adam's first day was a day of rest. God created Adam on the set on the sixth day so that on the seventh day, they could hang out. He created him on the sixth. And the first full day Adam experienced was the day of rest. That says to me, our first reaction, our first step is to rest. I say that we're not saved to sit, but we are saved to rest. We must 
enter his rest. It's a matter of belief. If you think that you don't have time to rest, then time actually has you. If you don't have time, then time has you. And time is your master and not the Lord. I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm just sorry, but I'm not trying to be to your audience too forthright here. But this is how I talk. Prophetically, you be you. Speak prophetically, you be you. If you're on a roll, keep going, bro. Amen. I'm just, I believe I have a conviction that there's a lot of excuses that are hiding unbelief that Rest is not inactivity. It's any activity rooted in the promises of God. If you don't believe God is your provider, you will not rest first. If you don't believe that God is your you know, healer, you won't rest first. You'll work for it, right? We're supposed to work from rest, not for rest. The life of the believer does not end in union with Christ in heaven one day. It begins in union with Christ. We have to enter his rest in Hebrews 4.11. Strive to enter his rest, right? I love the Passion Translation, the way it puts it. It says, be eager to attain the faith rest life of God. God is seated. Christ sat down. Jesus does everything from the resting place. Jesus does everything sitting down. If you can't do it sitting down metaphorically in a place of rest, you shouldn't do it. In fact, we're only supposed to do what the Father is doing, right? And say what the Father is saying. I don't believe the Father is striving for anything. And so it is unbelief and improper to do anything from any posture other than rest. And I believe that the Lord is tired, pun intended, of us not resting. I believe the Lord is tired of it. He's tired of it. And um, I don't know I don't know if you're familiar with, because I don't know you very well, but Bob Jones. Um, I I started the resting place a year and a half, year nine months ago. Had not heard this word by Bob. I started the Faith Rest Life podcast earlier this year. I had not heard the word. I heard the, this word after all of that that he prophesied 2020 would be the decade of rest. That would start the decade of rest. It would be ten years of the Lord teaching the church how to rest. And so for me, that was a big confirmation, you know. And I I was like, whoa, because he did his hundred year timeline thing. And he said, this decade is the people of rest are going to come up. The people of rest are going to rise up. And so that's my revelation that it's the starting point. Rest is the starting point that the life of the believer starts in union with Christ right now. We need to rest in his finished work. We shouldn't work for our righteousness. We should work from it. We shouldn't work for holiness. We should work from it. It should be the fruit of holiness that we bear, not the effort of holiness that we we endure or bear up under right? It should be an outflow, a natural fruit. If you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. And abiding in him means rest. I could give you a million of these. You might just want to stop me. But abiding means to sit still. Keep going. Keep (laughs) going. The whole point of the Bible is to enter his rest. The people of Israel didn't enter his rest. And that they, through unbelief, Hebrews 3 says, because of their unbelief, they did not enter his rest. And so I don't want to miss out on the rest of God because I don't believe and him to provide for me, and him to heal me, and him to do everything necessary for my wholeness, etc., etc. I believe it's the starting point. It's the end point. It should mark us. We should be marked by rest. People should look at us and go, that person has peace. That person has energy. That person has stamina. That person has strategy. And all these things come from proper rest. So sustainable rhythms, all of that, super important. I believe in the Sabbath day, even though the Sabbath is a person. I have a Sabbath Mondays. You will not get a hold of me. You will not get my phone will not get picked up. I very rarely even answer an email on Monday. My team knows they don't talk to me on Monday. I veg out on Mondays. That's what I do. Me, my wife, my two boys, we watch movies, 
and sit around drinking lemonade in the Florida sun. That's what we do on Mondays. Okay. Cause it's kind of like a preacher's Saturday, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I would say, man. There's nothing stopping you from resting with God right now, except for your unbelief. That's right. That's right. So during this quarantine and all this other stuff, what would you want to want people to know? You know, you mentioned having rhythms, you know, having a rhythm of prayer, you know, uh, practicing the presence of God, God, yeah. spending time in the presence, but also with your family. Everything we do is worship. In no way do I think COVID-19 is from God. Amen. No, it is not. It's not. But I also believe that there's revival, there's restructuring, reformation. Absolutely. And yes, I've got concerns, but I believe we've re-strategized and the church is adapting and and we're we're going to see a harvest of souls. And I've heard it prophesied one billion souls. Well, why not why not seven billion? Amen. Why not eight billion? You know, someone posted that the world population, I think sometime this week, was just 7 billion, 770, you know, all sevens. Wow. I don't know how true that is, but mm. God does work in cycles. Amen. And, and this is something that, that prophetically I've recently been kind of getting into using the scripture as the source first and foremost. Right. But for you, uh, I mean, while you're, you're on that roll, bro, I, I kind of saw a glory cloud, a tornado, a uh-huh. Holy Spirit tornado around you. And I, I feel like you get caught up into the heavenlies while you're worshiping. Uh, yes. I don't know how true that is, but uh, is that is that true? Is that what the Holy Spirit does? Absolutely. Worship is the is absolutely where I receive most revelation. I believe that um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom is actually the most important scripture on worship that we have in the Bible. Let me explain. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The word fear literally means awe and reverence. So the awe and reverence of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom. So when we have times of worship, when we're in we're in awe of him, the the worship element, the fear of the Lord, that awe and wonder. I I tease people all the time that only awe-filled worshipers will receive wisdom. So it doesn't matter how awful you sound, it's better to be awful than even awesome, right? We need to be full of awe of the Lord. Don't be awesome, be awful. Right. And I like saying things like that because it gets people off their game a little bit, you know. So we need to be all filled worshipers. And I believe that that looks like um, I can't remember the Hebrew word now, but the Hebrew word for worship literally means to place your head below your heart, meaning you bow down. Right. To lay down your put your head down to the ground and your heart lifts above your head. So this is the picture I get from that, that when we put our heart above our head, a heart above our head, wisdom rolls downhill. Because God speaks to our hearts. And sometimes it takes a while to bubble up to our heads, right? I actually don't agree with the 18-inch drop from your head to your heart. I think it's opposite. I think we live in an upside-down kingdom. That, that in the in the world, things start here and get in here. But in the kingdom, things start here and get up here. And they, they bubble up eventually. But when you humble yourself, when you uh, lay your head down, when you put your head below your heart, when you lean not on your own understanding, right? When you put your the spirit of God above and give it more credence in your life than even your own understanding, wisdom rolls downhill and comes in more quickly. That's why I believe this is just a personal conviction. I believe worship worshipers, not even worship leaders, true worshipers make the best pastors, make the best leaders and speakers because wisdom rolls downhill. I have a few favorites. I could, I can call them out. Uh, Bill Johnson, former worship leader, just saying, uh, Brian Simmons, he's a good friend of mine, the passion translation. 
former worship leader, just saying, you know, and so even I, I admire a guy named Stephen Furtick out of Elevation, yep, yep. former worship leader, you know, and so like, I just, I don't know. I believe that worshipers is who God is looking for. John 4, 24, God is not looking for pastors. God is not looking for apostles. Those exist. Prophets exist. All of that exists. But God, for, first and foremost, is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth, right? And so that's that's what I believe is the key. I absolutely do. What you're saying is totally accurate, that I get so much revelation in worship. In fact, sometimes at our church gatherings, you know, we won't even have a message. It'll just be during worship. The band will keep playing and I'll share something. And it'll be hitting and people just keep worshiping and they receive revelation. And that just kind of happens because of the way God speaks to me, you know. And so you're totally 100% accurate about that. That is so true. And like I said earlier, I, I led worship for 15 years. Uh, that's what I was. I was a worship leader before this. I wrote a book called Lead Worshiper, put 14 years of experience in four chapters of that book. And so I just, I want to equip the saints to mature in love, you know, and I believe that revelation knowledge comes through a surrendered heart, right? Through putting your heart above your head and letting wisdom roll downhill. Love it, man. That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm actually wanting an opportunity for people to comment and I'm able to yeah. see comments on my Facebook pro profile, Fireborn Ministries, uh, YouTube, even Twitch TV. I'm wanting to just bless people out there with prophetic words. I'm here with Caleb Hires of the Resting Place Church in Tampa, Florida. He's got the Faith Rest podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. And if, if you are needing a word from God, please feel free to comment below. We will take a risk and a step of yes. faith to give you an encouraging word. Uh, so please feel free to comment. Hey, I've got, I've got a friend of mine. This is for you, Caleb. Yeah. This is Rob Kennedy. Rob. So come Holy Spirit. Come what on. What do you got for Rob? Rob, stay on. Yeah. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Glorify Jesus. Mm. I just, I'm having an, an impression and it's, it might just be because of your name, but that I just learning to listen to the Lord this way. I could be totally off. This is just a submission, but Rob Kennedy, I just, the word Rob jumped out at me off the page and the, the name Kennedy, you know, being such a, a, a well-known name and esteemed name and everything. I just felt like the Lord was saying over you, Rob, I'm, I don't know if that's your full name or if it's Robert, but you haven't robbed anybody of anything. You haven't robbed anyone of their esteem. You haven't robbed anyone of their uh their place you have not you've not robbed anyone of their place the lord has put you in the place you're in and you haven't stolen it it's been given to you and you might have felt recently that some that your your position that you have you shouldn't uh, be happy about it your position either at work or something something like that some type of actual authorized position you shouldn't celebrate it because it looks like you stole it or it looks like someone might think oh, he didn't earn that or whatever. Like you don't feel like you belong in that position, but you haven't robbed any Kennedy. You haven't robbed any esteemed one. You haven't robbed anyone. You've been given that place. And so I just release that over you that you're in the right place right now. God is not, God's not looking at you as a, a thief. He's looking at you as a son and that you, right. he set you in place. Uh, and that's just, yeah, I bless you in that. I hope that makes sense. Hey, Rob, post. Post your response, and I'll I'll bring it up here too. But even if I'm way off, please post it. Let me know. Yeah, I need to know. This is yeah. how I learn. Please tell me. Like that makes no sense. I I want you to tell me that. 
<laughs> we need the feedback and accountability. Yes. You know, measuring. We're all in this together. We're learning, but we're taking a step of faith and we're glorifying Jesus. So, yes. so Rob, please feel free to comment again if that spoke to you. If that was hashtag truth. Uh, we've got on. another one here. Cheryl. Cheryl, come Holy Spirit. Lord. Holy Spirit. Glorify Jesus. I have a um, painting in my office over here and just felt drawn to it when I saw your name and when he mentioned you here. And it's actually a picture of a tree and the root system is actually um, a, it's a waterfall. Can I get it? Is that okay? I'm going to grab it real quick. I feel like I need to show it to Cheryl. So hold on. Yeah. So Cheryl, I hope this is a word from God. He's encouraging you today. He's blessing you today. And even Rob, let us know. And we've got a few others that we'll prophesy over to before we conclude Adventures in Prophecy. But here's here's Caleb again for Cheryl. Yeah, so I just was drawn to this. This was done by one of our um, in one of our gatherings. It's like that tree, and then the root system is actually water. It's like a waterfall. And I just believe the Lord is uh, pointing this out, saying you're you're deeply rooted, but you're not stuck. You're actually you flow well with the Lord. You have um, a an ability to move quickly. Um, you're planted and rooted, but you're not stuck. I believe the Lord's saying that he can turn you like a river. He can turn you like water in his hand and that He's uh, he sees your heart, even though it's below the surface and most people don't see that. Um, he sees it. And yeah, I just bless you in that. I hope that's okay. <laughs> hey, Cheryl, let us know. Let us know to you. And and I, for Cheryl, I'm hearing compassion. I'm, I'm hearing love. I'm, I'm hearing grace. May the compassion, love, and grace of Jesus fill you up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We've got this Alana Blue. Alana Blue. Holy Spirit, what do you got for Alana? Holy Spirit, what do you got for Alana? Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. By Jesus. Alana. Alana, I'm I'm sensing, you know, that uh, the surrender of the emotions. You know, Jesus is there. Jesus is He's present at all times. He's he's for you, Alana. He loves you. Yeah. I see that like it's kind of like this big, some big teddy bears and, and some of these things, you know, just this this atmosphere of of comfort, you know, and, and that's like the presence of Jesus around you. It's comforting. And when you need a hug, he's hugging you. Sometimes you feel it, sometimes you you don't, but he's always there hugging you, Alana. Yeah. So and, and he's there. Um, as you, you know, I just kind of see words coming together and, and things. And, you know, I don't know if you're a wordsmith. I don't know if you've got the ability to, you know, write much, but, um, I was getting writer too. do it, you know, yeah. keep, keep writing, keep spending time in the presence of Jesus, you know, and, and he's going to activate more revelation of him to you and through writing, whether this is between just you and him, but I'm, Again, correct us if, if I'm wrong. I think it's also to bless others. Yeah. I don't know if that's just in cards and notes or through blogging or whatever in the future, whether it's, you know, it may not be now, but maybe it's, it's later. But keep in touch. What do you, what do you got? Kate? I was, I was getting writer too, but I was also getting encourager uh, that the Lord's saying you're an extreme encourager. You have the gift of encouragement. So I love what uh, Jerry was saying about the the notes because I was just hearing encourager, encourager. And I believe the Lord is actually going to be your encourager, that you are, are always pouring out encouragement, that you're going to enter a season, even a, a long season where the Lord 
basically all he says to you is how awesome you are. <laughs> and he just like, he keeps repeating himself or maybe you're in this season, but like, he's just encouraging you over and over and over again. So the encouragement that you poured out, he, the Bible says he who waters lives to waters, other will, others will himself be watered. And you're going to see that come to pass because you've sown those seeds of encouragement and you yourself are going to be watered in that same way by the Lord himself. Hey, Alana, we hope that that blesses you. Pipe in, let us know. We've got some encouragement from Cheryl back. Yes, thanks, Jesus. Yay. Bless you. Yay. Well, blessings to you, Cheryl. We've got um, a couple more. Uh, usually this is only 30 minutes. I don't know what you, what you got, Caleb, but I think we're on a roll. I think the whole thing is doing something. Let, let's do a few more. Yeah. I've got Jonathan, amen, open to hearing from the Lord. And then um, there's someone else. Yeah, below that that I'll bring up after Jonathan, but Holy Spirit, come, mm -hmm. um, Holy Spirit, bless Jonathan. I sense creativity. I sense uh, revelation and unveiling and uncapping of Jesus in your life. Uh, the 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 I hear the word pleasures of the Lord. He wants you to understand His pleasures, His His blessings, and because you're His child, He loves you and He wants to bless you. So yeah. be, be open to use your skills, your gifts, your abilities for the glory of God, but also be open for his blessing. You know, I, I believe you've got a generous spirit. You're, you, you kept giving, 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 giving. I, I kind of see like, you know, the shelves of the spirit, you know, you're, you're grabbing things off shelves, giving them, giving them, giving them, and even dollars and whatever else to people. But be open to when the blessing of abundance comes your way, Jonathan, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I've got something very brief for Jonathan. Just, I just feel like the Lord's saying, you're a good son. Like, you're a faithful son. You're just a good son. Like, that's how God looks at you. He's like, there's one of my good, faithful sons. Bless you. Amen. So, Jonathan, we hope that that blesses you. Uh, this is what Alana said, so good. Oh, actually, she'd already said that before. So, she said, on point, crying happy tears. Yay. Bless you, Alana. Bless you, Alana. And then, then Rob here, he said, currently I'm in a season of pursuing the Father. I believe that word is for the future place that I'm going to Amen. be planted. My first thought, words were promotion. Amen. Love you, Rob. I, I know, Rob, we go way back, way back awesome. in, in a church in Jacksonville, North Carolina, back Come in the on. day. A and Marine Corps. Okay, and the Marine Corps. Wow. Bless you, Rob. And then, uh, let's see, one more, one more. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Julius. Julius Lambert. Okay, I hope I hope you're still on, Julius. You know, uh, if not, I will try to inbox you. I'm not a big fan of people inboxing me out of the blue, sending ah. weird video. Okay, just not a big fan of that. Okay, just same. But if this is a word from God, Holy Spirit, come. What do you got? Hey, I'm kind of seeing. Uh, just kind of like it, it reminds me. Okay, I, I'm not too confident right now about this, but it reminds me of a golf course so mm. it reminds me of a golf course it's beautiful it's pristine everything's taken care of it's mm. it's it's you know um and, and just enjoying the the nature enjoying the surroundings and having that vertical connection between mm. you and jesus enjoying nature you being who god's created you to be just enjoying the beauty enjoying yeah. the beauty and he enjoys your time with him like even now i'm just kind of seeing i'm being reminded of genesis 
where, where Jesus, you know, God walked with Adam and Eve. And I believe it was, it was Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm seeing that now, Jesus walking with you as you're walking, as yeah. you're out there enjoying the beauty. So I bless you, Julius. And when, you're, when you're talking about outside and stuff, I just felt like, I don't know if you currently do this, Julius, or if the Lord's inviting you into this, but I just saw you sitting under a tree like with nothing in your hands and just like meditating on the Lord and encountering the Lord through nature and how he wants to speak to you that way, or he does speak to you that way already. If you're doing that already, the Lord's saying, I love it. If you're not doing it, the Lord's saying, I would love it. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm sensing there to just take it outside, take it outdoors, sit under a tree. I mean, I, this might be controversial. I love the Bible. Please keep studying the Bible, but I believe the Lord's inviting you into times of just hearing his voice for you personally as well as the written word of God, the rhema word that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That word is rhema, every rhema word, every word that is currently proceeding, not just the written word, but the rhema word. You need both. And so everything he says will line up with scripture, no doubt. But I believe he wants to speak to you one-on-one -on -one, and that that's going to be a very a vital part of your next, uh, your life, or it already is. So I bless you with that. Bless you, Julius. Let us know if that speaks to you. And I think I believe Caleb's right. I'm going to take it a step further. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, bones and marrow. I think we've misinterpreted that. Mm. We've misinterpreted it because who is the word of God? Come on. Jesus. That's right. Jesus is the word of God. And the next verse of Hebrews chapter 4, so the Verse 13 says, he, he, so Jesus is the word of God. The word of God was written for us. So I believe it's like when I open the scripture, I'm reading the King of Kings and the Lord Amen. of Lords. Amen. They are true words of life. Amen. True words of life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> let's, let's do one more word. So Julius, let us know if that spoke to you. One more word. One more word. We got Aaron Medina. If that's the Aaron I know, that's a good buddy of mine. He goes oh, yeah. If it is him. I don't recognize the picture, but we'll see. Come Holy Spirit. What do you got for Aaron? What do you got for Aaron? Okay, so I've never met Aaron. Um, you know, I could see the picture. It looks like a jet ski. Okay, but what I'm trying to do is push all those first impressions out and just sure. listen to the Holy Spirit. So Aaron, I don't know if we've ever met, but I do hear the word joy. Hmm. I do hear the word joy. And I'm feeling like there are relationships that bring you joy. Hmm. And there are relationships that have been improved, that, that some have taken work, but they've improved. They're better. And from here on out, they're going to get more incredibly amazing. You know, I, I don't know. There's just a lot of words coming to me, amazing, incredible, beautiful, awesome, you know, these amazing things through these relationships as the Holy Spirit has worked on your heart. And as you've, you know, I don't know how you spend time with God, but I'm seeing you in the spirit, whether mm -hmm. literally or spiritually, laying down, casting your crowns before the Lord, mm -hmm. casting your crowns. It's submission and it's honor. And you've got a revelation of submission and honor. And he's, he's giving you a bigger crown and you're casting that one down. And then he's giving you a bit, another bigger crown 
and he's he's just pouring out those things upon you. So wear that. Know that you've got yeah. that crown on your head, Aaron. I hope that blesses you in Jesus' name. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's not the Aaron I was thinking of, but as soon as you talked about the crowns, I just heard worshiper. Aaron, you're a worshiper of God. You you worship the Lord in private. You worship the Lord in public. You um you don't need a corporate expression of worship to pour out love on Jesus and the Father loves that. The Lord is totally uh, wrapped up in your worship when you say I love you Jesus. Just you wake up in the morning and say I love you Jesus. All of it, all of heaven takes notice because uh, you're such a sincere worshiper. So I bless you. Aaron, let us know that speaks to you. Julius gave us some feedback that definitely spoke to me. I've been pursuing the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice. So this is right on. Jesus gets the credit. Jesus gets Amen. the Amen. That's it's right. all about him. So let's, Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus be magnified. Hey, Caleb, what is the best way that our viewers or listeners can get a hold of you or your ministry if they've got any questions or need more information? Yeah, you can go to calebhires.com, C-A-L-E-B-H-Y-E-R-S, my name, dot com. And you can, from there, the podcast, Faith Rest Life podcast is there. And the all my books are there. You know, I have uh, five books out now. I'm writing a couple more. Uh, I just want to empower you and equip you to mature in love. That's my goal. That's my job. That's what I do. If you want to uh, check out The Resting Place Tampa, especially if you're local, check it out, um, trptampa.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Caleb, for being part of Adventures in Prophecy. Thank you. Guys, Caleb Hires of calebhires.com and The Resting Place Tampa and The Faith Rest podcast on the charisma podcast alongside my podcast adventures in, in the spirit come on but caleb thank you so much for being a guest on adventures in prophecy bro it was a pleasure thank you man it was an honor thanks thank you so much for listening to our conversation in adventures in the spirit we hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into jesus and launches you into your own adventure you can stay up to date with fireborn ministries by going to our website firebornministries.com and like us on facebook and may you have your own adventures in the spirit McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.